Welcome to Focus on Claims with Ernie Bray, CEO of ACD. Hi, everyone. Ernie Bray here with another episode of Focus on Claims. And today I have a very special episode. A lot of times I talk to industry leaders, we talk about trends in the industry, but today I wanted to bring in two of the team members of ACD, people from our team who do a great job every day giving great service to our clients. And one of the things about our company that we're really proud of is the personal touch, the human factor. And everything we see out there these days is talking about touchless claims, automation, AI, robotics, and it's all exciting in some ways. But we can never lose sight of the fact that the insurance process is really about people, about solving problems for people. And today, I got uh, two team members on. I got Nick Ramirez and Michelle Peck. I got them to talk to you a little bit about what they do. Welcome aboard. I'm glad Hi. to be here, Ernie. Thank you. Hey, thanks for taking time out of your busy day, I know, and coming on and kind of giving our, our customers, clients, prospective clients, people in the industry, uh, a little background about what we do and what we feel separates uh, the service we provide. So before we jump in, Nick, I'll let you start off. Tell us a little bit about you, how you got in the industry. Um, so I started off, I worked for multiple dealers um, or car manufacturers. Um, and I was with, with them for a very, very long time. I think a combination of over, over 10 years. Mm -hmm. um, then came to ACD. Um, I was in the field. I was an appraiser for a while, learned the ropes. Um, and then uh, ACD had me come inside, um, continued my education, learn more, um, and still to this day, continue, continue to learn, um, after I think we're going on 11 years now. Wow. I know it's been well over a decade and, you know, doing a great job out there for the, for the clients. Michelle, tell us a little bit about your story. Yeah, so I started in the insurance industry um, in Texas. I just kind of happened into um, an, an adjusting position at yeah. AAA in Texas, and I did enjoy my time there, but I you know, moved to California, was looking for things. I, I thought about maybe leaving the insurance industry, um, but then I saw this position and it sounded really interesting. Um, so yeah, and I've been with ACD ever since, and it's been what three years now. Yeah, it's been. <laughs> You're doing a great job. We do a great job for the clients. So, so all right. Well, let's jump on in. We'll just talk a little bit about you know sort of about what ACD does. And a lot of people, you know, a lot of times people is ACD an appraisal company, and it confuses people what we do. And no, ACD is not an appraisal company. We're something more, something bigger than that. And it's that real, like I said, that real, the human touch. And I really look at us as a company as really kind of like, we are consultants, we are advisors, we are, you know, account management, we're that facilitator of the process, connecting all these different parties. And I want to kind of let, jump in and let each of you kind of tell us a little bit about how you work on a day-to-day -day basis. I'm going to go, Michelle, you can go ahead and lead off and tell us a little bit about what you do on the client care side and, uh, and how it is working with adjusters. Yeah, so, you know, most of my day is monitoring the files and making sure they're moving forward. Um, I do get a lot of phone calls, a lot of emails. So I am talking to adjusters every day. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's really helpful. And having that adjusting background is helpful too, because I have that understanding, you know, 
every insurance company is different, obviously, but I do understand their day to day, how they get claims, how they're spoken to sometimes, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, how, uh, you know, all the different things in their claims process or the things that may come up in their claims process. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's it's um, it's just something that I've been doing for a while, I feel like. So let I've, me ask you this. Let me ask you this. So, so you're the point of contact for yeah. you. You're, you're managing a group of insurance carriers. Basically you're, you're that point of contact. So you're talking to, a, you're basically working with adjusters every day as a point of contact. And what are some of the things like adjusters, like typical things they need like help on or, or things that they ask about? Yeah. So, you know, obviously depending on the company, some adjusters have more knowledge of, um, you know, vehicles and repairs themselves Mm -hmm. and some don't, some don't have as much experience with body shops. Um, and so, you know, that's kind of where we come into place. Uh, I'm able to, you know, really be that glue to help, uh, you know, help them understand the appraiser's perspective, the body shop's perspective, um, you know, what is needed from the insurance company on, on the other side and, uh, you know, just um, make those calls for them, you know, be that, that resource that they need. I know from my experience how much that can be on an adjuster's plate. You know, I worked Hurricane Harvey in Texas. Mm-hmm. I understand that, you know, a cat storm can be a lot. I understand that, um, and even when you're dealing with that, you have a whole bunch of other claims on your plate too. So just being able to mitigate some of those phone calls, especially when you're kind of nervous because you're not 100% sure of mm-hmm. the knowledge that you need, it, it, it can alleviate a lot of stress for them. That makes, that makes total sense. I mean, like adjusters, they're doing their job. They're adjusting claims. We're not adjusting. So they're adjusting, they're doing the process, they're processing claims. But at that point, a lot of times this part is a very small part of their, their entire job. They have so many other things to do. So Mm -hmm. their plates are full and I'm going to go over to Nick, Nick, from, from being like sort of a, a, being a consultant for them and, and being that, that source of knowledge, you know, a lot of times carriers have to deal with different regulations, law, legal things when it comes to repairs, things like that. How do you serve as that resource, you know, to your clients when it comes to quality on auditing and quality assurance? I think, you know, like Michelle and and yourself had said, facilitating isn't just one, one aspect, you know, it's, it's a multitude of things facilitating. Um, Like you said, state regulations. So if there's something within the guidelines that they provide, um, that may be out of, out of regulation or maybe not um, fully meeting it or, mm-hmm. you know, even their MD, sometimes the MD at, at carriers, they don't maybe know all of the law um, okay. in, you know, specific licensed states or states that require a license. Right. Um, so we are a resource to facilitate that and let them know, hey, um, you know, you can't change this or you can't do that for the right. state. And that's the thing. A lot of the states and a lot of different things, they're always ever changing. So you have to be always up to date. And I think that's something we really pride ourselves with is, is having the knowledge industry wide of being that resource and expertise. 
And when it comes to one thing I wanted to touch on, one thing is kind of becoming a hot topic and has always been in the industry is insurance fraud. And I think, you know, in the, in the place that where we sit, you know, we have that ability to assist them in some areas when it comes, I mean, especially with photo estimating these days and other areas where a lot of times carriers may not send somebody out. Um, there's ways that, you know, we can help assist on being sort of that red flag indicator. I mean, are there situations that you're able to, to, to help on yourself? Yes. So uh, key indicators for me is point of, the point of impact. Mm -hmm. Also reading what the adjuster sends and the sense of what the loss was. Sometimes right. we don't get that, but a lot of times we do, you know, a deer hit, uh, making a left-hand turn and collided, whatever it may be. Yep. Um, so when first looking at the damage and looking at what they provided, um, and then if that lines up, okay. Um, also rust, if the loss happened five days ago on, and, and it says, you know, left front and you right. look at the left front and it's all rusted and, but well, wait a minute, call the adjuster, reach out. Hey, this is, this is what we're seeing. How, you know, how do you want to go about this? And sometimes they'll say, you know, they'll, they'll direct us which way to go. Right. And it's also just being that uh, the eyes and ears of that to mm -hmm. be, make sure that, you know, things are being reported to SIU or to whatever that carrier specific carrier asks, you know, what are some things, um, you know, when it comes down to the appraiser side out there, I know you're dealing with a lot of these, these are the, the independent appraisal network that it runs through our network. Um, you know, we have a pretty extensive vetting process in this all. And I really look at us as matching the right resource to the right, you know, carrier, we're connecting the insurance adjuster to a, you know, an independent appraiser. So they have the right outcome and the, the thing is, what are some of the things that you see that would that makes a good appraiser and appraisal company out there for the, the businesses out there? What are some things that you think that need to be done to be do a good job? Well, first off, I want to thank recruiting team. Fantastic, fantastic group. Um, yeah, they are amazing. Um, for me, what, what I look at and, and I'm sure everyone else in, in the in the MD uh, look at as well is one if the eye is not sure do they call or do they just submit it right so if there's no there's some clarification needed um mm -hmm. following the client guidelines making sure that they follow it they don't there's no deviation anything like that um and like i said if there's something they're not sure about maybe well, well how does this go if the eye can pick up the phone and call you um leave you a message, whatever it may be. Communication is big as well. You yep. know, how, how well do they communicate? Not just with MD, but also with the, with, you know, like Michelle and, and, and others, you know, how well do they communicate? How, how responsive are they to, to Michelle when she needs something, not just, not just the MD. Right. And Michelle, let me ask you this. Um, when it comes to the process of I guess I'd say working with adjusters uh, on a day-to-day -day basis, what are some tips you would have for adjusters to make the process more efficient for them? Like things that um, if they're an adjuster out there, they could help ensure that they are able to handle their claims better uh, that you observe on a day-to-day -day basis. Are there just like, you know, maybe two or three things that you notice that would make their job easier if they improve those areas? Um, I think one of the biggest things is, uh, and Nick kind of touched on this, is providing information. The more information we have, especially on the area of damage and how the damages happen, not only can we write, 
you know, the most accurate estimate for them. Um, but also in cases where there might be fraud, we can report that fully. Uh, you know, if all we get is left side damage and we write for the left side when it's actually just the left front corner, mm -hmm. you know, they have to take a little more time there on their end. And, you know, I'm sure they, they're going to need to review it anyway, but right. you know, the more knowledge we get, the more information we can provide you and get you further along in your claim that you, then um, you, that you need to be. So you're saying basically, so when they're reporting information on this side and we're connecting an appraiser, you know, and they're connecting that appraiser sometimes they get hampered in the speed or the ability to do their job that they don't have the right information or they're missing something. So if they gave that right information, it would make that smooth flow a lot better. And that's really accuracy of information then you're saying. Yeah, yeah. because um, not that it's not our job, but you know, we don't do the adjusting. We don't do the investigating. Mm -hmm. And a lot of our appraisers, you know, they have an extensive background just like Nick does. Yep. And so they're familiar with uh, you know, the SIU process and, you know, right. fraudulent claims. Some of them have even been involved in lawsuits before for on good side, you know, to, to yep. provide information that they caught. A lot of expert witness, a lot of expertise, a lot of the vendors in our network have a ton of expertise and that goes kind of mm -hmm. back to the recruiting team <laughs> and, and getting that vendor network vetted, uh, proper qualifications, all those things. Exactly. Yeah. But so let us let us be the experts. In like, don't make us uncover everything. You right. know, if mm -hmm. we have all, uh, you know, maybe not all the information you, the adjusters have, but you know, if we have everything that you might think is relevant, mm -hmm. we can provide you the best product. Yep. That's exactly you, you hit it right in the head. That's perfect. You know, um, one thing that really has kind of been a topic that goes out in the industry, I wanted to get each of your opinions on this, is that we talked about the fact that the industry is really pushing a touchless process um, for insurance companies. A lot of the claims process for carriers, um, they talk about almost no human interaction. And from your perspective, I want to kind of get each of your perspectives on that. I have my own views on that. And I think the world is really kind of a, you got to have technology, but you got to augment it with human, the human touch. But on a day-to-day -day basis, do you ever, I mean, experience situations where um, you notice maybe some companies may push that and, and that results in more confusion from a policyholder or a vehicle owner? Because I, I've always been under the belief that moments of uncertainty are what causes problems in claims in general. It's always been the, the thing. If you keep people informed, you keep them up to date, you're going to have less problems. But like, Michelle, go ahead. I mean, anything on your end you see that like generates more phone calls and confusion from customers on the on service line? What's your thoughts on this push to just try to automate a lot of it? Yeah. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I love a good technology solution. But mm -hmm. yeah, sometimes there can be a miscommunication when everything's kind of digital. A lot of times, you know, the will get an assignment. And, you know, my voice or the appraiser's voice is the first person they hear, which is, you know, mm -hmm. fine, we we're a happy, friendly person, friendly face uh, for your company. But sometimes they equate that with us being in charge of their claim. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 
don't get me wrong, I'm here. I pick up those calls. I tell them, unfortunately, I don't have the authority mm-hmm. over payment. I don't, I, I'm not the adjuster. Let me pass on that information to you and they'll help you out. I'll even send the adjuster a message myself, give them a heads up because, mm-hmm. you know, we, we're, we're partners here. We want to give them warning. Um, but yeah, sometimes that, the, that lack of communication is hard. Uh, you know, we can be very clear and sometimes people just don't read their emails yeah. thoroughly or, you know, that process happened three days ago on Friday afternoon. So by the time they got, you know, in touch with me on Monday, mm-hmm. they they didn't really take that all in. Claims I don't are a you know, they're not a great time. We're not always catching people at their best. And sometimes that also includes, you know, their ability to listen and follow direction. And that's okay. That's what we're here for to help guide them. But, you know, a little bit of, you know, I like to call it like front loading Mm -hmm. from the carriers can go a really long way because, you know, they're, they're not, they're not calling up mad saying, you know, my shop said they didn't get paid. What's going on. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry. I can't look into that. Let's get you to the adjuster. And oftentimes the adjuster has the answer in two seconds, but they're, they don't know which person to call because they just got an email with a list of numbers. And that makes that makes sense. And you, you really, what you're describing is there, you're really coordinating, you're connecting different people in this process because of maybe miscommunication. And that's really where I think technology, and I talk about this on some of the interviews that I've been on and some of the, the roundtables, is that I think technology should be just what you described. There's lots of areas. If you front load or you use technology to remove some certain touch points, then you can route those claims to the right customer service person or an adjuster at a carrier that could actually handle those claims. So I think there's, it's really exciting time. There's a lot of opportunity for process improvement in the industry. And that's really something that I personally get passionate about. We as a company at ACD get passionate about and helping in that area. And Nick, on, on your side, um, what do you see when it comes to the, the, the part of the automation and any of that? Do you experience that on any of your end? It's pretty similar to, to, to what Michelle said. Um, you know, we'll, we'll get the, the owner will submit everything mm-hmm. that, you know, the, for, for the, to have it written um, yep. pictures and we'll complete it. And then two days later, we get another message. They're just responding again to that message. Hey, what's going on with my claim? So it's really back. Like you said, it's, it's about that, that process that on the carrier side, if it's about them optimizing their claims process and figuring out how to optimize it and make mm-hmm. it efficient for people. And I think that's really where it's at. You know, going back, I want to switch back real quick to about the, the IA, um, the independent appraiser businesses that are in our network, you know, what are some of the things I'd like to say, you know, I think we take pride in the fact in the, about matching and connecting the right resources is really, I think, I think we really go above and beyond to really um, dive in and ensure that the network it has the qualifications for the right claim. What are some situations like it's not every claim is a car, not everything is this. Uh, how do you, you know, you, how does you at ACD work with the team to find that right resource? Yeah. I mean, it's, most most people like he mm-hmm. right most you can tell 
who knows who knows how to write them and who doesn't. And by the way, wants- hold on, by the way, HE. So if you don't know, is this heavy equipment, Nick? Right? Yeah. So people so, know yes. listening. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's not like those are like the, the trucks you see on the road, huge big trucks, things outside of an auto. Go ahead on that. So that's basically, you know. Um, but yeah, you can usually tell those who don't don't know. Um, mm-hmm. Or those that want to learn. So there are those that may say, well, I want to do it, but I don't, you know, I don't have, I don't have the knowledge, you know, so right. they may ask where, where's the place that I can go and be educated uh, yeah. on these. Hey, on these and years. you went to your training, didn't you? Uh, I did. uh, yeah. Tell how was that experience, by the way, when you did it that was, a few years ago? Yeah, it was, it was really amazing to see, you know, big rigs really aren't, I mean, they are, but they're not that much different than a regular auto. Just everything's much bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a lot more parts. Um, but inspecting them, the same process works. Um, you know, it, it, there is a lot more, I feel, uh, going over the damages with the shops, um, making sure, because those, you don't want, those need to be safe for the road. Um but seeing like methods, seeing the frames, seeing frames get pulled, mm-hmm. um, seeing the paint booths, which looks like an airplane hanger. Yeah. Um, it was really, really cool to see. Um, and also seeing the oil field trailers put together. They were wow. building them. Wow. That's, that's pretty. I remember you talking about that. That's, that's pretty, uh, pretty, pretty crazy. The thing about it, I think, is what it, the thing is, it's important. It's like every appraiser out there when they're running their business as an independent company is to always keep building their skill sets. And there's so many classes out there these days and opportunities to grow. And that's we always are big believers, even internally about our training. And, and that's one thing we've all been pushing within our own staff is always continuous improvement. Uh, we're big believers in that at ACD. And I know, like I said, I know you went to the classes and we're always, we're always pushing for people to do that. And even Michelle, I mean, you've learned, you, you were an adjuster before, so you already had that background, but I think, wouldn't you say like everybody, a little thing about ACD and this is a little secret here is about everybody is about teamwork and we all help each other out. And Michelle, talk a little bit about how we work internally with the team. Just, just, just teach general teamwork. Yeah. Um, I guess like a good example is especially, um, you know, during this past year with everything really changing with COVID, I had just kind of started dipping my toes into the water of, um, you know, reviewing um, estimates and, and estimating softwares and, and kind of working with that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've just grown that knowledge. So, you know, small tweaks, small things I can review, I can complete, I can correct, you know, so just being able to to get those small changes yeah. that either come from the carrier or, you know, that we notice when we're auditing because nobody's perfect. We all make mistakes. Right. Um, so I've been able to change that. So that helps on our audit and material damage side because they, uh, you know, I, I can pop into it. And instead of, you know, looking around and seeing who has a minute, yeah. mm-hmm. I can say, you know, I have 20 seconds to, you know, I, well, maybe not 20 seconds, but I have two minutes to do this. Um, But also, you know, if we have, if I have a little more time than, than two minutes, um, you know, I might be able to, you know, set something aside and say, okay, well, this isn't urgent. So I'm going to take a look at this Mm -hmm. in two hours. And, um, you know, usually there's always somebody on the team that I can say, okay, I'm looking at this, I'm trying to figure it out, but 
I, I can't connect this last piece. And usually, you know, we have a great group of people that they can help bring that together. Also some of like the, the just the uh, like, almost like the back end process mm -hmm. of getting things uploaded, getting it into the client systems. You know, we all have slightly different systems, but we need to make them communicate. And that's super fascinating to me. And sometimes, you know, I always say technology has a sense of humor and it wants to, you know, it, it likes to kind of prank you. So, you know, I know sometimes we're sitting there pulling our hair out and sometimes, you know, just solving the, just seeing how our system can go together with their system. Yep. Uh, it, it's just, um, yep. it's, it's a great way to, to get a broader understanding. And that's really encouraged here is just, oh yeah, you see something you're interested in go ahead and look into that. Let's investigate that and share it with the team. And, and yeah, I definitely have found some solutions that I've been able to share with that's other awesome. people and get solutions from others as well. And, and, and that's great. You know, and that's the thing that the culture at ACD we have is about teamwork and, and, and really we have a great group of people and that's just really exciting about what we do. And I think, you know, for, like I said, for people listening to this podcast, I wanted to put a face to some of the team members here. We're going to have more like this with other team members as well, uh, because I think that's really what separates ACD and really is the, is the powerful drive for us. Because frankly, uh, insurance companies could go out and try to find independent appraisal companies that many of them do directly. They just go to those companies directly and they try to manage groups of 100 to 200 different vendors. And they find that they have to try to um, manage the process and they're trying to do all that. And we basically, like I said, we, that we manage we vendor managers, we're consultants, we're points of contact. We do all that connecting work that really, I think is what streamlines the process. And both of you are an integral part of that every day. So as we wrap up here, I want to leave it with a couple of things. You know what? We talked about business. We talked about this Tell our audience a little bit about something personal about you, fun things you'd like to do in your free time. Uh, Michelle, I'll go with you first. Give us something interesting that the customers might like to know. Um, I guess I am an avid baker. I guess I cook too. I, I'm, I'm more of like an avid eater, shall we say, but I really do enjoy baking. And so uh, currently working my way through um a cookbook from a uh, an online chef that I really like. Wow. Yeah, it's it's great. It's a great time trying to learn to make things from scratch. It's really cool to learn what's worth making from scratch and what uh -huh. isn't. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, that's great. That's awesome stuff. Nick, what about you? Oh boy. <laughs> um I played semi-professional Call of Duty years ago. I uh -huh. kind of dwindled with it a little bit still, you know, to this day. Um, that was back in 2008. Uh -huh. um, now I am on a whole different plane for myself personally. Uh -huh. um, I ruck every day. Um, for those of you that don't know what rucking is, it is a uh, military term for walking long distances with a lot of weight in a backpack. Um, so I do that every day. Um, I'm at 85 pounds now, wow. um, working up to 105 um, training for one of the world's toughest endurance events, um, put on by go ruck. Um, it's the standard it was 48 hours straight, no sleep. And you get to eat when they tell you, um, wow. You're going to have to share that when you do that. We're going to have to get some video of that. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, no, it's, you know, pushing myself um, and making sure or, or uh, trying to accomplish being comfortable, being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that, and that's the grind being able to do that, have the grit to do that. That's awesome stuff, man. Well, hey, it was great having you both on and showing a little bit of the behind the scenes of ACD. And I know you guys have got the phones ringing off the hook there. So I'll let you get back to work. But again, thanks for coming on. And uh, again, thanks for all the hard work you both do. Oh, thanks thanks Ernie. for everything. All right. Thank bye you. now. Bye. This has been Focus on Claims with Ernie Bray, President and CEO of ACD.